0: Hi, I'm Brian Minnerly. I'm the student and worship associate here at Valley, and welcome to a special episode of the Valley Avon podcast. Recently here at Valley, we announced the hiring of our new world outreach pastor, Asher Sargent, We introduced him to the congregation on a Sunday morning, and many of us had the opportunity to shake his hand and welcome him to the church. But not all of us got to have a deeper conversation with him to get to know him and his background and his hopes for the ministry, myself included. So I sat down with him and did a quick interview so that all of us can get to know him better together. It was a pleasure speaking with him, and I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Here it is. Welcome to uh, a special episode of the Valley Community Baptist Church Podcast or the Valley Avon Podcast. Um, Today we are going to be meeting our new World Outreach Pastor, uh, Asher. Um, So welcome. Um, It's good to actually sit down and talk with you.
1: Yeah, thanks Brian. It's good to be here with you as well. Thanks.
0: Um, So I would just so that everyone can get to know you. You uh, Can you tell us a little about yourself, your family, your hobbies, anything like that? Yeah, you bet.
1: Yeah, it's great to be here. It's been uh, kind of a whirlwind couple of weeks, Um, but uh, but boy, we are excited to be here in Avon and particularly here at Valley. Um, Yeah, I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home. Um, uh, My dad actually was a first-generation believer, but my mom, on her side, um, her dad was a pastor and so actually, I I kind of won the, the family lottery when I said, hey, I wanted to go into ministry. So I kind of carried the tradition along. So I'm I'm actually the fifth generation of pastors in, on my mom's side of the family. So it's pretty cool oh, wow. that, uh, um, you know, the Lord kind of led me this direction. But um, yeah, and I've had a great career up to this point. I mean, I've served as a youth pastor for a number of years. Uh, then I worked for a, a mission agency for about 16 years um, before I got back in the local church and was at a... Um, at a church in Boise, Idaho, where we recently moved from. I was the outreach pastor there. And um, yeah, so my wife and I, we've been married, it'll be 30, well, it was 37 years this last August. And uh, we have an adult daughter, uh, Hillary, uh, who actually moved with us. So that was exciting for us that uh, she made the journey across the country. But um, as far as, uh, uh, boy, things I enjoy doing, I mean, obviously one of the side benefits of being an outreach is you get to travel. And so I, (laughs) I do, I do enjoy travel. I, I like the adventure of discovering new things, whether it be food, people, places. And so I I have a kind of these routine things that when I go to a new place of things that I want to do uh, just to jump into the culture and the people and things. But, um, but along with that, I love photography. And so it just kind of is a great fit with travel to capture my adventures with my camera um so yeah i'm excited about just exploring some new things here in new england and i mean i've been out here uh,
0: a lot you get um, some foliage pictures yeah, out yeah here. yeah so i did i
1: mean we we actually you know we came right at the end of the the fall season this year but still there was some nice color a couple weeks ago when we came oh, in. Yeah. but okay. uh so it was great but yeah i'm looking forward to that but uh when i worked for the mission agency uh we had a couple reps that were out here in new england and so i've i've spent a lot of time out here i because i've Oversaw their work. And so I've worked with a lot of churches in New England, but, um, but still, you know, nothing its just like outreach. Nothing really quite prepares you or what, you know, you're getting into to actually immerse yourself into the culture. And so, um, yeah, so the last couple of weeks has just been the culture of Valley and, uh, and look forward to just getting to know more about New England and the needs here and how we as a church can lean into that, but as well as getting to know, um, our workers and families that we and and, and partnerships that we're blessed to have around the world. And so look forward to just, um, going deep and getting to know our families and partnerships as well.
0: Awesome. Do you do digital or film? Uh, digital. Digital I I mean, yeah, I have
1: tried video, but it's, I'm, it's not my, Uh, That's a whole other world, and it um, really is, it really is. And so, but um, yeah, I have, yeah, you know, photography's been just a little part of my life for a long time, and so, um, but I do, yeah, but with that, I've got certain things that I'm a little better at than others, but um, but yeah, I do, I do like
0: photography, awesome, yeah, um. Well, it, I mean you mentioned the uh, the several generations of pastors and mm-hmm. and first generation Christians. How did uh, when did your relationship with Jesus become real to you? What what, what was that What was that like? Yeah, I know, yeah. But, you know, like for me, I grew up in the church and so you kind of grow up singing the songs and believing and then yeah. Yeah. there's that moment where it's like, "Oh no, no, no. This is this is my faith. Yeah. This is yeah. real to me now." You know, it's a a living thing. What what was like that for? Well,
1: you? I, yeah, I mean, I would I would agree. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, back in the day, um, you know, Kids went to Sunday school. I mean, now, but I mean, but also you had Sunday morning, you had Wednesday night, you had Sunday night, you know, church was a a little different how I packaged it back in my early days. But, um, but yeah, actually what I, I mean, I do know uh, very clearly when I was 10 years old, um, I actually was at a summer camp, which it's amazing now that a 10 year old, <laughs> they sent me away for the week. Cause I don't think parents would do that now necessarily, but, um, I don't but know, yeah, I got a four and a half okay, year old. I okay. think <laughs>
0: maybe in six years it might go, go away for a week. <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
1: but we, um, um, actually the, the camp was on, uh, the Pacific ocean and, uh, just a great, had a great week. And at the end of the week, um, it, it, typical, they, they give an opportunity to people to respond to what they've been the teaching that week. And, mm. and, you know, and I remember very clearly that, um, yeah, I had a decision to make because, you know, even as a 10 year old, I realized what I believed was really what my parents had taught me, what, you know, I'd heard on Sundays, um, but I knew I needed to make a personal uh, decision, and so I, um, yeah, that evening went forward, um, it, it, yeah, and gave my life to Christ. And then shortly after that, um, actually, my grandfather baptized me back in that same, really close to that same spot in the ocean, and um, and that, that's another story. that's an ocean that, baptism. An ocean baptism. That's and, pretty cool. Well, uh, well, I I, I joke because actually I was double dipped because because um, <laughs> my uncle. Uh, one of my uncles was filming it and um so we you know baptism happened and he goes wait 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 uh you know I didn't get the didn't get the shot so we had to redo it again so I, I'm definitely have been well baptized. Yeah. Um but then uh like a lot of students it was in high school where um you know between my junior and senior year where you know I'm thinking about the future and mm. um and at that point um what I say, I kind of rededicated myself, and it was at that point that I began to see God's calling me into ministry. Where I just said, "Okay, Lord, I, I don't you know. know, I don't know what the future is, but I want to give it to you, and I want to do whatever you want me to do." And um, and then it was a series of other life experiences and events and ministry opportunities that uh, kind of led me into really into full time ministry, but also laid that foundation for, for missions and outreach.
0: When you were that young, was that, did you know that that was going, that call to ministry was going to lead to being a pastor or?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I had a sense, um, in high school that, yeah, I wanted to be in some type of professional ministry, but it was actually after my graduation from high school that I went on my first short-term trip. And it was during that experience that, um, Well, that and and then a couple other short-term trips after that. Uh, Because back in those days, you'd go out for the whole summer. And so, um, yeah, I had three trips in in those first four years after I graduated from high school. And those really kind of laid the foundation for not only that calling into ministry, but also missions in particular that, um, you know, God wanted me to be a part of taking the gospel to the ends of the earth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know some of those short-term mission trips for me had... Huge impact when yeah. I was, you yeah. know, Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mexico, and yeah. it was a, uh, yeah, goodness yeah. gracious, yeah, and that, well, and
1: that's why I think it's important today to give people that opportunity, whether they're students or adults, because um, there's just something. Well, to me, it's a discipling opportunity, and you know, to come along, some folks, to meet them where they're at, but to get them out of their comfort zone, um, sometimes doing things that they never thought they were going to do, and they see, wow, okay god can maybe use me in this way but but more importantly just seeing the
0: needs yeah there that was, are there uh, and there was a um I, I forget the name of the football player but it was a, a football player who became a Christian christian he went over to africa and he was doing this uh speaking event and he uh, you know spoke to, to preaching or whatever mm-hmm. and then he got in the car and he drove for like an hour and then he looked over and he saw some kids walking his, uh, alongside the road and he like realized that he recognized them from the mm-hmm. event that he oh, was okay. at and like he had Left after everybody, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And he looked over and he goes, I weren't, weren't those people at the event? And the driver was like, Yeah. And he goes, and he was like, Well, like, why would they walk this far just to see me? And he goes, Oh, well, sir, in America, you guys believe in God here. We rely on Him. Yeah, so it yeah, was like, yeah. you know, just those culture exchanges mm-hmm. and that is so eye opening. Yeah. Um, but if I can ask, the uh, you mentioned being working at you know with uh, missions agencies mm-hmm. and different things like that um, before right before this, what what uh, what led you to move on to Valley? If I can, if I can ask. you? Yeah, right? no, that's realize. a
1: great question. Yeah, I was at a, another church uh, about similar size to Valley, and um, was their outreach pastor. And um, like so many churches in America, we were struggling. I mean, just mm. with. Uh, the challenges of how to respond to the political climate, COVID, um, yeah. women in leadership—you um, know, on and on and on—gender identity, and we, uh, um, the church, went through a really a, a crisis, and actually, they're still kind of in that. And we had a, um, uh, well, just a major leadership implosion is really the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I'm by nature, very optimistic. I, uh, am just, uh, thinking the best for situations and people and things. And so I I hung in there thinking, okay, God's going to turn this around. Um, but it became clear, uh, as as I came into this year that, um, uh, yeah, I just didn't see a future there, um, for me personally, partially because I, they had asked me to keep doing my outreach stuff but to lean into some more executive things with staffing and things like that and which you know i have experience i when i worked with a mission agency i was the operation officer so i have a lot of experience in that area but you know i just found i was getting further and further away from really what i'm passionate about and that's outreach and so um yeah so february of this year um, through a series of circumstances and mutual connections, um, heard about the opportunity here at Valley. And and as I looked across the country, there's only really a handful of churches that have a, like a world outreach program like Valley. There's about 10, 15 churches that, uh, at least, you know, kind of in the theological preference, you know, where I land. Um, and so, yeah, so actually in February, kind of started the process of uh, discovery, working with the search group that Valley was working with. And, um, yeah, we, we both found us, we were a good fit. And so here we are. Um, but, you know, I, I should say, though, when we moved to Boise, um, you know, we kind of hoped we were going to retire there. That, that was kind of kind of be my last career move. Right. Um, but here I am. And so hopefully this, this will be it. Cause, uh, and this is actually my eighth move in ministry. And so I, I'm ready just to have a long, a long run. And, um, yeah, excited about the opportunity here. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: well, what is I'm referring to my notes here? Cause I can, yeah, that's I can okay. tangent off of what we're talking about, but I I know we are, in a, we got a time limit here. Um, so, I, I mean, I was going to ask what led you to take the position, but it seems like just the series of circumstances yeah. and then the opportunity, I imagine, you know, they're prayerfully considered along mm-hmm. the way. But what are, what is your, um, I mean, I, I wrote here, what are your hopes for the World Outreach Department, but really like what, it could be a, a yeah. philosophy. What, what's your, what what is your hope to see have, happen here? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, you know, well, first off, I feel super blessed to walk into not only a great church, um, you know, what I can sense right now, there's real health um, with the staff. Um, I mean, overall, there's health with the church. And um, and then right in the core of that is the World Outreach Program. And, um, and it's got a great history from uh, Pastor Doug and then Susan stepping in for the last couple of years. And so, you know, I've inherited uh, just a great program. And so obviously, I want to honor what God's done in the past and, um, and Lord willing, yeah, take us to what he has in the future. And and I, I mean, my prayer has always been in my lifetime to see the gospel go to the ends of the earth in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I just think it'd be so cool for Valley to be a part of, um, in some way. and, And I don't know what that means. You know, we, we heard about it this last weekend here at the world outreach weekend, um, about taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. And I don't know what that looks like, you know, whether it's happening physically with people on the ground, whether it's happening through media, you know, but I mean, there's, I think it's going to be a variety of ways, but I would just love, you know, to see Christ return to my lifetime. And I know part of that is taking his word, uh, and giving everybody in the world an opportunity to hear about the good news of Jesus. And I just think it'd be so cool for Valley to be a small part of that in some way. And so, yeah, so I want to, I want to be a part of that for Valley, but also, Another thing that attracted me here is just um, just the re-engagement and local outreach. And um, yeah, so I'm excited. I was just at um, the local outreach team meeting last night and just excited to hear their heart and their passion um, to reach people here in the Farmington Valley. And I, you know, I'm excited to be a part of that and helping shape that and what that might look like. And so because I do think you know, we need to be a church that's an Acts 1-8 church, that we need to be re- reaching our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. And that needs to be happening all at the same time. Not like, hey, we're going to do our local outreach and then, oh, hey, then we'll do some regional. No, it needs to happen all at the same time because there's, there's people right next door. I mean, just, you sure. know, that need to yeah, hear yeah. about Jesus. And um, even though they have a lot of opportunities, um, you know, maybe they haven't heard or seeds have been planted and someone needs to come alongside and you know fertilize and water and you know hopefully uh reap um and see people come to Christ. But um yeah so I to give you a specific vision yet, I mean that's gonna come in time. Um but I, imagine. But I do but it, I do
0: think it's gotta be drinking yeah, from a fire hose yeah, right now. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Yeah
1: but to me I I think it's important for people to know that I, yeah, I I will have vision. I am a visionary. I'm I'm very outreach um uh, Outcome-based, and I, I like to be strategic in what I do, and um, and, and Valley's that way as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what what that is. But I want to honor the past, but I, and I want to build off of that for the future. And and Lord willing, um, yeah, become a a, a significant um, resource not only here in, in Farmington Valley for other churches and for outreach, but you know, Lord willing, around the world.
0: Is there, I mean, I can edit yeah. this out if I'm well, asking a okay. uh, question. This wasn't on the list, but the, uh, is there an area where you've uh, in, it could be locally, could yeah. be around the world, uh, land missions that you just have a particular heart for or relationship with that maybe we'd be able to establish here yeah. uh, now that you're here?
1: Well, that's a good question. And obviously that was part of, you know, when I'm looking at Valley and, and, coming alongside them. I mean, sure. you know, I want to, you know, you want to I mean I joked in interview process. Yeah, they're interviewing me, but I'm also interviewing them. Because, oh, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's got to be a mutual fit. And so yeah, so part of Valley's, you know, part of their DNA, their focus is in the Muslim world. And um and, and that's been mine for years. And primarily because that's really the last I mean, yeah, there's a lot of major religions, but um but Islam has certainly got its grips on uh, a, a lot of the world, and, and I, from my perspective, um, some of the toughest places to reach right now are in the Muslim world, and particularly in the Middle East, uh, India, the Arab Peninsula, mm-hmm. um, and and so yeah. When I think about taking the gospel to the, ends of the earth, I want to go to where I think um, where, where are those last strongholds, and, and those are in. in in Muslim and Islamic areas. And so, um, yeah, so I, I want to build, and that's why, you know, Valley's got a pretty strong presence in the Middle East, in the Arab peninsula. Yeah. I want to build off of that. And, um, and yeah, we've got already Valley's got some folks just knocking on the doors in some of these tough places. And, um, yeah, so, so that's, to me, that's why, I mean, that's really part of my focus, Ben. Um, but then as well as, you know, there's, that influence here in Farmington Valley as well, or in, in the larger New England area. And so we're actually looking at a, uh, adding a, a short-term trip this next summer um, to, to actually approach one of those things in New York City, where you know there's a lot of Muslim pockets there of different uh, ethnicities. And so we're looking at uh, jumping on, um, leaning into one of those opportunities that connects with um, with stuff we're already doing internationally.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right, I mean, right so you north. say?
1: I mean, that's just like came about in the last couple of weeks because as we looked at what we want to do, is we're really because we're restarting our short term stuff this year. Sure. I mean, we did have Valley had a trip this last year, or well, actually it was earlier this year, but um, you know, this will be really kind of the relaunch after COVID and yeah, um, and stuff. So yeah, so we're looking at, and that's I'm always trying to look at how you can connect stuff with what your heart or your passion is and get your people engaged in like people groups or like in this case like a muslim context where things that they can do locally as well as we can do internationally
0: well yeah, yeah. um well one of the uh, uh, this is kind of a 2 parting question is like how how can how can we one help you achieve this stuff what, what can valley members do to get involved and beyond that how can we be praying for you because you i mean you know, like you're, I'm sure you're still getting settled and yeah, everything here. Yeah. Like, how how can we be praying for you? Is there something yeah. we can do to support you while you're getting settled? I and mean, we're just grateful that you're here. Yeah. So,
1: well, I think Brian. I, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I have felt very welcome so far, and awesome. and that's been great. And and I don't think it's just like you know a passing thing. And I I do feel this is part of the DNA of Valley that people are very appreciative and supportive. Um, and um, yeah, so I hope that you know, just collectively, not not only in the world outreach department, but really as a whole church as we move forward, um, yeah, the valley would, you know, the folks would just come alongside the vision that God has given us as a church and embrace it and, and trust the leadership and um in the direction God is leading us. Um yeah, and, and just yeah, to see as world outreach is a part of, you know, kind of that overall vision for the church. But um personally, yeah, like you said, we are um you know we're getting settled, Um, but I say settled. That I mean we're still looking for a house, and that's actually our biggest prayer request. And we, oh, oh, yeah, okay. we've actually we've put uh, we put offers down on two places now, and we've been outbidded both times. And yeah. so um, that's the market right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and we thought it was a little softer, and it wouldn't be quite as competitive. Um, And so, and, and yeah, so I mean that's a big thing for us because, like anybody. You know, you, you need to have that home, you know, you need that home base settled. And so, uh, you know, we're in some temporary stuff now, but, you know, our stuff's in storage and um, yeah, we'd just love to find that place and ideally be in a house before Christmas would be wonderful. Um, yeah. So we've got to, we've got to find something in a couple of weeks. And, um, and I think beyond, you know, kind of related to that, what to pray for is that if, you know, if God doesn't provide that that permanent home that, yeah, we've got to look at probably some alternative um, thing to get us out of, you know, where we're currently at, to, uh, meaning whether we rent something for a period or whatever. Sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, you know, we we in faith just believe God's got a, that right house for us, and it's going to come together before well, I'm business, sure. we're hoping. But, um, uh, but yeah, that's big. I mean, I, honestly, it was a little disappointing yesterday to find out you know, uh, cause we threw a little more money at this place and, you know, to find out we got outbidded and, and anyway, so it just, it's like, okay, Lord, you're giving us opportunity to just demonstrate that we do trust you and you know, what's best. And, um, uh, but you know, that's hard sometimes it, yeah. it's just the reality, but it's like, okay, Lord, I know you've got, you're writing a story. You, uh, you know, I can look back and see it. A lot of cool things god's done to get us here and and i just know he's not done writing the story yet and so we look forward to getting to the end of the chapter here soon yeah we're looking now. at it as, we'll look at it as
0: uh not that we don't have a home yet that he's preparing a yeah, place right yeah, like, exactly exactly perfect but, um, well now i'm going to ask you um this this is where the interview gets that gets hard hitting and okay. possibly polarizing okay um, do you have any favorite sports teams?
1: Well, you know, it's, I, I haven't asked that quite often. Uh, I mean, just, uh, and yeah, I do.
0: Uh, and Pastor Joe's right across the hall. And yeah, he feels I, very strong about something. Yeah, so I'm just and, <laughs> and that's okay. And, and, I mean,
1: I think that's that's what makes some fun fun relationships is to, you know, to kind of bug each other. So, um, I, I, I mean, I love sports in general. And so, sure. um, uh, played a, a number of stuff you know, high school, high school, junior high, high school days. But I, uh, since a kid, I've loved the Dallas Cowboys and I, I, you know, really my go-to sport is, you know, professional football. And, um, yeah, so I've liked Dallas since I was a kid and yeah, yeah, they, you know, they've had, you know, some good days, have had some challenging
0: days. One, and one I, of my old students when I was, uh, uh he was in my small group at, at, uh, wellspring. Okay. Byron Jones oh, went and okay. played for the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So I have to like the Cowboys. Now. Okay. <laughs> there you go.
1: There you go. But, um, and so, um, yeah, so I've been fortunate. I've seen quite a few games have been to their new, you know, their new stadium a couple of times and, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I, I like sports in general and yeah, I met somebody here Sunday, who's a big Eagles fan and, you know, they're having a great season this year. And so, you know, Dallas plays them here in a couple of weeks and, you know, it's fun. It's just fun. I said, Hey, we'll was- have to, we'll have to kid each other, you know, when the game's going on, but, um, uh, but yes, but I, you know, I'm respectful of everybody, but I, uh, you know, I do have my Dallas gear. and I um, tease about
0: being yeah. Paul, no. I guess. Well, it, it, it can be for sure. Oh, some. it really well, can and, be. But. Well, and
1: for me, it's a whole new venture coming to the East Coast. And so, yeah, because people, we've always felt on the West that we don't get the respect. Um, you know, because there's a lot of focus usually is on, you know like the sec and the east coast teams. Oh, sports, wise. sports yeah, wise. I'm talking yeah, yeah, yeah. sports yeah, yeah. wise. And so, sorry, I'm still talking. No, 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 that's fun. Yeah. And so, so it's kind of fun to be out here on the other, other side of this. And so, um, yeah, yeah. but anyway,
0: well, um, um, thanks for taking the time, uh, to meet with us. Sorry, Can I just close thanks, with some prayer? Awesome. Thanks, All right. Right. Yeah. So, um, Lord, we just, we just thank mm-hmm. you. Um, we first thank you just, uh, that for so long, even through COVID, that um, you've uh, you've provided for us. You've, you've kept this culture alive. You've kept this community going. That we've we've still been able to be a vibrant place for for world outreach mm-hmm. and change. And we and we just thank you that uh, you know just through through partnerships, through relationships, that we were able to to meet Asher. That that we're able to find a find him a place here. And Lord, we just ask that we, you. Um, This home that you're preparing, that you reveal it soon, Lord, um, and that they're able to move into a a place that feels permanent, that they, uh, that Asher um, hears clearly from you and it helps us develop a vision, and that we can partner alongside him to continue to reach the world in your name, Um, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks, Asher. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. It's been great. Thanks, Brian. That's it. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of the Valley Avon podcast. If you want to submit a prayer request, have any questions, or you want to get more involved in the World Outreach Program, please visit us on the web at avon.valleycommunity.cc. Please feel free to visit us anytime and have a blessed week.